This is Diana, and I am back with another episode of the Black Podcast. So yeah, So Ambitious is the intro music into today's episode. And we are discussing an issue that has been plaguing our community for years, which is stigmatizing young black men and the social construction of identity among them. And the concept behind these things is how people speak to our young men, how they address our young men, how they act or react toward our young men and that certain way that those things are done um, that's how they begin to embody certain behaviors and identify themselves as the very things that they have been labeled that's like calling someone a thug and them starting to behave like a thug because that's how they are perceived and this is a major issue in our communities um, that's still going on today. And I just wanted to speak on it and shed some light on the situation. Um, so people are more aware and conscious of this occurrence. So we can correct it. Because ultimately you can't solve an issue if you don't know that one exists. And um, I know we have this idea that we can be hard on boys and speak to them in a certain way because... It makes them tough and they can take it, but in actuality, in actuality, we need to be mindful of the way that we say certain things because those words can be harbored within someone and cause destruction from the outside in. Like I was um, listening to a speaker doing an interview a few years ago and he spoke on um, the mass diagnosis of ADHD among young men of color and stated how it rose in the 80s when mass incarcerations of men of color um, occurred during the drug epidemic in America like they were directly associated with one another. He stated how that you know the men were being removed from the homes and our young men were getting labeled and diagnosed and prescribed medications to deal with behavioral issues that they supposedly had because they were so active or over energetic or they may have learned differently for other, from others. And this can be easily spotted in our communities if we pay attention. Like, there are so many men that, um, so many young men that they want to diagnose or put in special classes because they're overactive. They have so much energy. But 
if we just really take the time to figure out how these children can exert their energy in a different way, then there wouldn't be a need for medication. I feel like that's just a tool to try to control our young men and, you know, derail them from receiving a proper education. Because if you're on medication, it's altering your behavior and your learning habits. And that just makes it worse than, and then ultimately making it better, which it's supposedly supposed to do. Like, for real, if we become conscious about this going on we'll be less likely to allow our kids to be diagnosed and prescribed and we'll actually take more time to feed into them and to nurture them and realize what they really need instead of seeking medical attention and putting them on these meds when they really don't deserve to be like Becoming aware of this information and then learning more about the social construction of identity while I was in school, it just put a lot of things in perspective for me. And um, I've never really been the type to treat a person differently because of how they behave or if their learning skills weren't the same as anyone else's. But there is a lot of labeling going on in our school systems. And this is where our children spend most of their time. It's an issue because how are we supposed to build up young males to be great men and outstanding leaders if we tear them down at such an early age? I read a book while in college that spoke about young men being addressed a certain way or being deemed a negative connotation and them beginning to take on the characteristics of those very names that they are being called because they feel as though they may as well act accordingly since that's how they are perceived anyway. That's like I said in the beginning, if you call a person a thug for so long, they're going to embody that and feel like they may as well portray those characteristics because that's how they're perceived anyway. So if we alter the way we speak to our young men and uplift them and empower them, then it will be so much different <clears throat> than it is now. And that's truly the reason I came up with my brand. I have a brand called Social Theory. Um, it's an apparel brand and it's really in direct relation to the social identity theory. Something else I learned while I was in school. Um, and social identity theory, it's a person's sense of who they are based on their group membership. So if you associate yourself with a certain type of people, then you begin to take on a social identity because that's how you perceive yourself. Like they say, if you hang around millionaires, you eventually become a millionaire. So my thought process was to create apparel, <clears throat> excuse me, to create apparel that allowed our people to see themselves in a positive light. Especially our children, because if we instill in them how great they are now, then they will carry that sense of pride with them the rest of their life. Like, empower them, encourage them, uplift them now, then no one will be able to penetrate their mindset and tell them otherwise. They'll be strong in their sense of self-identity and know who they are and know what they're capable of. And no one will be able to tell them otherwise. Like there's a quote by Frederick Douglass that says, It is far easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. So feed and nurture and care for and empower and uplift our, uplift our children now. Then we won't have to be concerned with repairing men or addressing the damage that was caused 
while they were young. Like, and I'm not saying, um, you know, by any means that our men aren't worth it. Like, if we have to, if that's what it takes for us, if we need to repair our men, then we'll take that time. We'll put that effort in and we'll do that. But we can focus on doing right by our youth now so the cycle is broken. So that's not something that we have to do for the future. So we can prepare ourselves to have children that are great and know who they are and are comfortable with their identity and know that they come from, from greatness and they're capable of achieving greatness. That way we become stronger as a people and not just individually. And this is a topic that's very real to me because I have a, a school age son who's very active, who can be overly active, but he's very intelligent as well. And he has teachers that care about him and that look out for him, but they're trying to prepare him for the next level in his education. When there may be a teacher that may not be as caring and may not be as lenient and may begin to label him. And they don't want there to be an outside factor that can possibly penetrate his mindset and alter his self-identity. Like school is where your child spends the majority of their day. And I don't want anyone, I know for me personally, I don't want anyone attempting to diminish my son's self-value or take away from his personal identity and burden him with a social one. And that's why I want to uplift and empower and encourage him now so that that does not happen and speak to him and try to allow him to become responsible for his own actions and conscious of his behavior so he can self-correct and he doesn't have someone in his ear telling him that He's behaving in a manner that's less than, you know, appealing or correct or socially acceptable. And then he's deemed something negative. No, I do not want that to happen. Jay said, I got so inspired by what my teacher said. He said, I either be dead or be a reef ahead. I'm not sure if that's how adults should speak to kids, especially when I, all I did was speak in class. I teach his ass like, he a grown man. <laughs> this was in the Blueprint, Blueprint album. So this was about, I'll say, I want to say like 10 years ago or maybe a little under 10 years. So he was at least 30 years old. So he carried that since he was a child, like, he was so inspired by what his teacher said. He said he'd either be dead or be a reef ahead. Like, he carried that weight with him his entire life. He said, I teach his ass. Like, he has something to prove. The negative things we say to our children shouldn't have to be used as motivation for them because, I mean, they hold on to a grudge and feel like they have something to prove and carry that weight on their shoulders along with their negativity. Instead of striving to be great because that's what they, they've been told that they're capable of doing. Instead, it's a vendetta. Oh, you said I ain't going to be able to do what? Oh, you said I'm destined for what? Oh, okay. I'm going to show you. No, that's not the way it should be. That's not the way it should be. Like if a person, if a child 
wants to be great, it should be because they've been told that that's what they can achieve. They could achieve greatness. It shouldn't be because they're doing it out of spite. Doing something out of spite does not always go well. Because you have a vendetta, like you're doing something because of, like it's, it's a revenge. It's a revenge tactic to get back at someone because they told you you couldn't do it. Like, oh, you said I couldn't do what? Oh, you said I was destined for what? Okay, I'm going to show you. No, it shouldn't be that way. And that's why we have to be more conscious of the things that our children are hearing and how they're being labeled and how they're being perceived in society. And we have to alter that and make sure that they know that they are destined for greatness, that they can achieve so much more. And that's why I chose this song. Like, this was the perfect song. So ambitious. It was so perfect. Especially that first verse. Like, that's all that I needed. Because it said everything I wanted it to say. Is exactly what this episode is about. Like, he said, again, I got so inspired by what my teacher said. When someone inspires you, it's supposed to be a positive thing. But he said, I either be dead or be a reef ahead. What? Like, no, like, these are things that's actually going on. Jay was brought up in the 80s, okay? It's the 2000s, and these type of things are going on still. It may not be as prevalent, but it's still happening, and we must make ourselves aware and really be conscious of what's going on and the things that our children are hearing on a daily basis in the environment that they are spending most of their time in. We have to be aware of that. Because it is far easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. Like we have to build our children up right now. We have to let them know that they come from greatness. That they have greatness within them. And that they're able to achieve greatness. Instead of them harboring negative feelings and taking that on into their adult life. And trying to achieve something just because someone said that they couldn't. No, we should want them to achieve because they know that they can. He said, I'm not sure if that's how adoption speaks to kids. Especially when all I did was speak in class. A teacher's ass. Like most of the times these kids, they definitely get in trouble. I know my son personally gets in trouble for speaking in class. Like, no. That, that should not be a, a punishment because that's something that... A child carries on like kids are still sponges they're learning things so if they are being told negative things if these things are being embedded within their mind then these are the things that they're going to remember that they're going to carry on when Jay made this song, ain't no telling when he actually wrote it but when it was recorded and released he was at least 30 years old so he carried this for a few years and it stuck with him. These are not the type of things that we want to stick with our children. We want things to be positive. So we have to cut away from these negative connotations, these stigmatisms, these um Social identities, like all of that needs to be removed. If it's negative, it needs to be removed from our children's lives, from our communities. So like I said, we're stronger as a people and not just individually. 
and our kids learn it now so they're able to become adults with positive mindsets and they're able to teach those that come after them. It's so important that we do this. We have to teach them to embody greatness from the inside out. And it starts with their mind, their mindset. Okay, they learn differently. Figure out how to cater to that learning habit so that they could be the best possible version of themselves. Okay, they're overactive. Give them a way to exert that energy. Put them in extracurricular activities. Figure out what it is that they like to do so they can engage in that. Is ways for us to do these things that doesn't require medication that alters our children's behaviors and their learning patterns. But we must be conscious of these things. Like you can't address a problem if you don't know that there's a problem. And there is a problem that needs to be addressed and we have to find a solution because it's so necessary for us as a people in our community and what made me ultimately want to talk about this was because a friend of mine became aware my son's on punishment because of his behavior and he talked to him and the very same things that he was talking to him about was the very same things that my son was doing like his experience as a child it was in direct relation to my son's experience. Now, not in totality. Like, there were some things that were different. He was saying how he got put in a different class. My son, it hasn't been taken to that level yet. But, like, I mean, he's an adult. And so some of the same things that happened then, when he was in school... It's still going on now, and that's how I know that it's still a recurring issue in our community and how our young men are being perceived. So, we have to make ourselves aware of this and become conscious and take action. Remember, your child spends majority of their day in school. So you want to make sure that they're hearing the right things for them to be able to come the, to become the best versions of themselves possible. And all they need is empowerment, encouragement, and they need to be uplifted and told how great they are. If they need a different way to exert their energy, let's figure that out. If they learn differently, let's figure that out so they become the best possible versions of themselves. We have to figure it out for them because they can't figure it out on their own. So we have to be able to figure it out for them so that they know and they can exude that greatness and they can carry that on throughout their life and they're able to do the same for those that come after them. But yeah, that's it. Let me know what you think. Comment. Let me hear it. Share this, please. Please share it. I want others to become aware as well. So we can address this as a community and become stronger as a people. But yeah, like, share, subscribe, comment, comment, comment. 
I want to thank you all for listening. This has been Diana with the Black Podcast. I'm out.